0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best athletes don't just
1: play the game. They change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. And best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io welding instructor alex
2: declare knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watch it yeah it was so cool
1: It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He is Rob. And we are live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We got our man Eddie House, NBA champion, joining us at the bottom of the hour. And then, of course, Shop Talk, as we do every Worship Wednesday. All right, Rob, let's move on to the NBA and actually Summer League. And the talk, I mean, after his debut last night, the talk has been about Chet Holmgren, The seven foot, maybe seven one, uh, kid out of Gonzaga, played one year, one and done out of Gonzaga. Second pick in the draft of Oklahoma City, and Rob. First, let me say this: I'm not sure if you are watching the games or whatever. He played last night. He's playing tonight, which I I, I'm going to give him and OKC credit for this, because Rob, you know, even in summer league guys, rare, at least the stars, rarely play, or, you know, the top picks, rarely play back-to-back nights. So I just assumed he wouldn't be playing tonight. And so I'm going to give him some credit just for getting out there and, and for the, t- the uh, Thunder for putting him out there. So I like that, but um, they're playing Memphis. They're up 53-43, and his numbers right now Uh, 11 points, uh, five rebounds, two assists. He's three or four from the field. Um, No blocks, though, after last night. So so here's what he did in his debut against uh, Utah. 23 points in 23 minutes, seven rebounds, six blocks, which was the summer league record for Salt Lake City. And four assists. So, and he was efficient from the floor. He had a tremendous game. And a lot of people are raving about him. And Rob, I've said this. Well, you go ahead first. Because I want to hear your comment. I'll play off of what you say. What are your thoughts? Yeah,
7: I'm I'm not going to bash the kid for playing well. I just, I'm not going to take any stock in the summer league. And get all worked up. And oh, you know, he's the next coming of this guy and that guy. I've seen this act. And I'm not saying that it's going to that this is going to be him. I'm just I would I'm going to hold my thoughts as far as waiting to see him play against the big boys and then we'll see where he fits in and how good he'll be. I know he has a tremendous upside. I'm not I'm not down on the kid at all. Right. But I'm not going to go crazy on summer league and and Chris just for a little uh, context to the Summer League, I'll give you a couple, okay? Uh, 2014 Summer League MVP Glenn Rice Jr. Averaged 24.7 points, 7.8 rebounds, 53% shooting over a six Summer League run, and then he averaged 2.7 points per game, 27% shooting over 16 games with the Wizards, and was soon out of the league. Right, Anthony Randolph averaged twenty-seven, eight, and three blocks in the summer league. Same thing. He was on the same team with Steph Curry. He looked like he was out of the league.
1: He was looking great. Right, right.
7: He was out of the league five years later. Twenty-twelve summer league MVP Josh uh, Shelby averaged twenty-four point two points. Chris shot sixty-four percent from three, and he ended up only playing thirty-eight games in the NBA after that. Um, and then even Holmgren today, uh, while well his numbers aren't terrible or anything, but but he gave right. up um, seven points in less than three minutes to undrafted big man Kenneth Lofton Jr. And that's from Bleacher Report. They just put that out that he was being bullied this uh, by Kenneth Lofton Jr., who was a who's a big guy but undrafted. So six, I'm seven, not here to six, rip seven, on like him. I'm not times. here to say that he's a bum, Chris, or anything like that. I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way, but I'm not going to get excited about Summer League.
1: Yeah, um, and, and actually Summer League, and you know I've covered more than a dozen Summer Leagues, and it goes both ways. You mentioned it. You do see some guys that end up being busts or some guys that end up being role players or journeymen that play like stars in Summer League. And then Rob you've also seen some guys that end up becoming stars or superstars and didn't play well in summer league. I remember LeBron James didn't blow the summer league away. Right. And you know there've been other guys that became great players that didn't look awesome in summer league. So you are right in that you got to take what you see with a grain of salt. Last night I mean you got to give him props. He couldn't have played any better. Right, I mean, right. He, I'm, he went I'm out not, and we're going to give him to
7: that, Chris. Right. right. Yep, yep. I because if he played this. poorly, he would get
1: ripped. Right. If he played right. poorly,
7: so right. I, I'm not knocking him.
1: It's like if you beat a bad team. Well, if you blow that bad team out, then what more do you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they were a bad team, but you beat them by forty. You know, so that's kind of what he did last night. What I will say is this, though, and I. My only questions about him have been his, you know, obviously he's rail thin. right? He makes Kevin Durant look thick. And so that's the question. But look, he's been playing with that body his whole life. Guys have been trying to bully him his whole life. He does have an inner toughness. He's going to get bullied physically inside. And you're right. I I got the game on this kid Lofton is this kid Lofton makes Zion look a little small. I mean, he's huge. Is is this no, Kenny Lofton? Is this Kenny Lofton's son? No, I asked Rob G about that. He's Kenny Lofton Jr., but not Kenny Loft, the baseball player's son. No, and
7: maybe um, that's why he goes by Kenneth. You know what I mean? Because right away, I, I don't know how old Kenny Lofton is, Chris. But I thought maybe 50 that's early. Right? Kenny's
1: about my age. I think he's right around. He's got. I, He's about 52, 53 years old. Did you loved. cover him when you were in Cleveland? Was He, he was on that yes. team, Chris, right? And I, Rob, I got a hilarious story. Yeah, he was on the Indians he, team that I covered when they went to the World Series in 95. And that was a, great, a great team. He's a great guy, guy Bell, and player. Kenny yep. Lofton, Sandy Alomar, uh, Manny Ramirez, Eddie Murray. like It was oh, just God. packed, stacked with stars. Jim Tomey. But you know Lofton... And I he I got along with him because we're frat brothers. He's a Kappa, um, you know, right. and he was kind of cool with me. But even then, it was a little, you know, still a little distance. But he was cool. Janky. He talked to me. Yeah, yeah. Did you? But you know, he had a reputation for like being bad with the media, right? Right. Yes. Okay. So one time, and this this writer was black. Uh, I won't give his name, but you might you might have known him. But so one day. He was like a – he wasn't a regular baseball writer, and they sent him out to the stadium to do a story.
7: Uh-oh. I'm already – I, so, I already know Chris.
1: Well, the, Rob, the, the, the optics were hilarious. So Kenny Lofton, like I said, he wouldn't really talk to the media. Even when he did, he just had an attitude and, you know, just – so this guy is, has to do a story on Kenny or something like that. So Kenny is sitting at his locker facing one of the walls and he's got his back to the guy. And the guy is about five feet away asking him questions. Oh God. And Kenny's back is to him. And he's at, well, Kenny, and Kenny's like giving him these basic terrible answers with his back to it. I mean, it was, it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. But, but anyway, that, that's a tangent, obviously. Here's what I like, Rob. And I'm going to say, I, look, you, I'm not basing this on Summer League. I've liked the kid in high school. I think I liked him this year in Gonzaga. I think he could have done a lot more. But they put him inside. And they felt like that mm-hmm. was their team. and They had Drew Timmy, who was their leading scorer. They felt that was best for the team. Okay, fine. I think the dude's going to be a star. Um, he's got great handle... Great handle for a seven-footer. Good handle for like a regular, you know, like perimeter, like a a, a guard. But great handle for a seven-footer. Uh, great shooter for a seven-footer. Will be a good stretch for. Actually can pass. Got some court vision. Like he's really skilled. And he will block shots. Now he will get bullied at times. There's no doubt. Team, NBA guys will go right into his body, draw fouls on him and things like that. But I think offensively, and I'm not saying right away. He may take time to grow into it. But I, I think this kid's the full package, Rob. Um, he can put, he can grab the rebound and push it. Uh, he, he looks good. Like, you know, we had uh, Max Ockham on, Ockham from Orlando on before the draft. And he said he thought at worst he's like Kristaps Porzingis. I think it was him that said that. Maybe it was, uh, might have been Rashad that said it. But think about it, Rob. If he becomes Kristaps Porzingis, that's 20-8. and Because Kristaps' only problem is that he's not healthy. He's not a star, right. but, you know, he's got more skills than Kristaps. So I, I like him, but you're right. You, you got to take this with a grain of so salt. One quick note, fun fact, the Utah Jazz team they played last night, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure none of them were drafted. None of them. Not one of those players he played not, face last not night was one? drafted. No. <laughs> wow. I think only, uh, Taco Fall uh, has obviously had a couple cups of coffee in the NBA. He, right. uh, he played, but I don't know if, I don't think Taco was drafted. So, But, yeah, I, I like the kid. I think he'll be a star, but you're right. You can't overreact to summer league, that's for sure. One way or the other, right? If he comes out and looks bad, I don't think you overreact either.
7: Yeah, no, no, because there might be kids and guys trying their darndest, you know what I mean, to make a little name or get recognized yep. so they might play out of their minds. And you look at somebody and then maybe he's, you know, they're overcompensating or whatever. I just think you got to be very careful not to get too crazy. And i, I'm I with bet with you. you. you do like he does a lot fact, of stuff.
1: Yep. I bet you do like the fact, though, that he's playing tonight. It's yeah, sad no. that we have to, like, celebrate that. He's a but, kid. He should play. Right, like, unless I you're, But you know they don't. You know, I mean, I, I, even the Stars you're will play 10 minutes in Summer League and then Jet. Who? That's it. I just don't understand. They don't want to play. Who doesn't want to play? Like, I just don't get Right. It. I don't get I, it. And I, you're right. And I like the fact that he's like, I don't know if they gave him a choice or what, but he's out there playing, and, and I like that. That shows a good attitude. All right, let's throw it out to the listeners. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're talking Chet Holmgren, second pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think he's in a good space for him too, Oklahoma City. Has your opinion changed about Chet Holmgren's NBA potential after that scintillating summer league debut, 23-7 boards, six blocks, four dimes for the seven-foot bean beanpole? Your turn to win with Chris and Rob the Odd Couple.
8: I got legendary hall of famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To so make your next move your best move, and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from.
2: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they pledged a staggering $1 $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning these dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. All right, it's the I couple. If you're dealing with a dead battery, you know where to go. It's called AutoZone. It's America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head on over to the zone. AutoZone. It's your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. 877-996-6369. What do you think of Chet Holmgren's summer league debut? And more importantly, what do you think the career, the future, will hold for this young man? I think he'll be a star. Rob's holding out, you know, judgment, prediction, whatever. What do you think?
7: Yep. Let's kick it off with uh, GE from Nashville. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, GE? How you do- doing tonight? Um... I I Doing watched great. Uh, Holmgren last I, I watched Holmgren last
5: night and like a lot of people in the central time zone didn't get a chance to see him play much in college. But um uh, you know, I, I gotta think he's a he he's gonna make it. I um uh, you know, you're looking at a guy who's basically the size of my new bowl.
1: Now, you know <laughs> He's I, not quite I, that big, but yeah, I get what you're saying. He's a lot
5: closer and th- than he is to the, your your average um uh, you know forward four in the league. And he does have an amazing handle. I think he's going to create a real defensive challenge because, uh, you know, your average four or five is not going to be able to guard him bringing the ball up the floor. And if you want to put a smaller guy on him, two or three times last night, he brought the ball up the court, kicked it out to the wing, went straight to the basket, and without even really getting an alley-oop, gets the ball back. And, you know, he, he stuffs it almost without leaving, leaving the
1: ground. No you're, you're, look you're right like smaller wings are he's gonna be able to shoot over him and uh and big guys he's gonna be able to go around or or at least create enough space to get his jumper off. so I agree like offensively he's going i think he's going to be able to get his defensively I think he'll be able to block shots. the question is how big of a how great of a defender will he be like you know regular defense stopping guys. Without blocking the shot, but overall, and will he be I pushed like him? around, Chris. Yep. Right? Because he of his, will be. His, there's uh, no weight. doubt. Yep. Yep. But like Rob, yeah. we know this. There aren't a lot of post players in the days NBA. There aren't a lot no. of guys that are. That's the thing that helps him low. out, there's, right?
7: There's no Shaq there who would throw him into the stands. Right? Oh gosh, Shaq would eat him alive. <laughs> no doubt. All right, Lawrence in Orlando. You're on the iCouple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Lawrence?
3: Not much, guys. Thank you so very much for taking my call. Always a pleasure yep. to talk to you, long time listener, seldom caller.
7: Appreciate you. Um, good, good to have
3: you. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, as far as home grows, I appreciate the spirit, the energy he put into his first summer league debut game, as well as the energy he put carried out throughout it. I hope that that's a new energy we get from younger players, where it's every game matters, not just the, not just the playoff games matter. And um, something that Rob said earlier he was like, well, why don't people want to play? Uh, I would ask if as sometimes when you look at the GOAT that some people call LeBron James, if you would only had one full 82-game season and you grew up watching him, why would you want to play 82 games in the first place? Kind of the reason why I'm expecting Chet going out his first summer league game and just being I hope he takes that energy into every game he plays, no matter what the take, stakes are. And uh, to follow up with your idea about um, his size, I think Chet kind of looks like a young Kevin Durant with the same similar size and as far as ball skills go. Let me know what you guys think. Always a pleasure talking to you. Love you both. Keep
1: it going, guys. Thank you. Appreciate I, I, it. I, look, I Chris, yeah, was... I want to
7: hear your take on I, this on Durant.
1: Yeah. Well, look, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I don't want to compare him favorably to Kevin Durant at all. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't think he'll become a Kevin Durant. But okay. obviously he's tall, taller than Durant. Block shots better. Probably will be a better rebounder than Durant. Um, and, and probably has, like, his handle. You know, he's doing stuff you don't really see Durant do. Uh, obviously it's not NBA competition. But, no, I mean, I, I can't see him becoming Kevin Durant. But if he becomes, Rob, what, half of Kevin Durant, two-thirds of Kevin Durant? I mean, heck, you'll take that. So, uh, out, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I, right now, I'm comfortable with the Chris stapps Porzingis comparison. Right, more so. <laughs> I don't even yeah, want to talk and, about Kevin they Durant. going one right. of
7: the top five or ten players or whatever Durant right, might absolutely. wind up being at the end. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, we might be able to squeeze in another one or two. If you're calling Andre though in Massachusetts, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Andre?
9: What's going on? Thanks for taking the call. The comparison that I have is Arvidas the Bonus. I think Chet Holmgren... Mm. Holmgren is much more of a willing passer, has the court vision and the, the ball handling to be a great facilitator to start. Uh, Kevin Durant was a lights-out scorer from early on in his high school career. You look, you go back and look at that footage. Before he got to Texas, he was giving people buckets. I don't think Chet is more, is as much of a, a, a conscious scorer. But I do think that he's going to be successful. I think he's going to be an all-star level player. He's right. going to uh, right. be uh, a player that, that, that changes things because... Again, we go back. We thought that Kevin Durant was going to be injury-prone and Greg Oden was going to be the man of steel, and it's the opposite because of the style of play, the way that the game is played. It's about endurance, being able to run up and down the court a thousand times and having less pressure on your lower extremities, your knees in particular, uh, rather than just being these muscle men. And so I think his body type, you know, you look at, you know, I'm from the Commonwealth, you go back and you look at a, a young Patrick Ewing, you know, there's nothing wrong with being thin, you know, uh, when you're. No, he, 19- hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, Andre. He is not close to as big as Patrick Ewing was. No, but Even if you look a at young Pat- Patrick Ewing. No. If the, you look at Patrick Ewing when he was at Cambridge. I, I with- watched Patrick Ewing. He wasn't. Rob, Patrick Ewing was not nearly as thin as this kid.
7: No not not, no, no, not not yeah, even close. Not I even
1: mean, close. Come on. But I, of Chris, course Chris, I was want thinner. to never tell
7: you Georgetown played Southern Connecticut in the game once and Patrick Ewan played against Division really? II Southern Connecticut. It was Wow. It was what that was, what was the that had been was, Were you
1: there? That was been after you, I imagine.
7: No, no. I was no, there, were, Chris. I covered right, I the so. game for my college. I, I made the road trip, covered for the school paper. And so this was in the 80s, you know, like uh, um, 19 I went to graduate college 86, so this is like 84, 85. And I couldn't believe like they played Georgetown, <laughs> if they played a Division 2 <laughs> Southern Connecticut. What was the what was the dominate? Landover, Maryland? What was what was the name of the arena Chris, in Landover, Landover, Maryland?
1: Was it the Capital Center or something like that?
7: No. Cap Center? Was
1: it was I remember that, that arena. I, yeah, I thought but, it was the Landover. Or like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, I went there the, when the the bullets at that time still were playing there, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where the game was. Yeah, I guess they didn't come up. The to game was there. South. They didn't come up to Connecticut, but yeah. But no. you look, of course, Ewing, Shaq, all these guys were thinner when they were younger, but not like this kid, not like this kid. So, but you know, I didn't like this a bonus comparison either from Andre. Now, granted, we saw Sabonis in the NBA when he was older, but Sabonis was far more of a guy that played closer to the basket. I know he did have perimeter skills, was a great, terrific passer. That's for sure. But um, he was not a, uh, you know, Tom Green doesn't play inside like, like Sabonis does. All right, we got Eddie House coming up, NBA champion. But first...
6: Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: He's an NBA champion, Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst friend of the show. We have more every week. Our man Eddie House, what's up, man? Eddie, what's going on, how y'all doing, brother? We are what's good, up? man. We are good. We we were just talking about Chet Holmgren. And first, let's start here, because Rob and I both said you got to temper your reaction to Summer League. Um, Explain how there are levels to this, because, Eddie, I saw people that couldn't really get off the bench in the NBA play like all-stars in Summer League. Um, And these guys in Summer League are really good players. But there's a whole nother level that's the NBA. Kind of tell us, you know – like why people should kind of just tone it down a little bit after over this Summer League stuff?
8: Well, I think first off, a lot of people are just prisoners of moments, right? Whatever moment happens, like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing and then the next day, that same person that was going crazy over that moment that happened last night is saying <laughs> something different after a, <laughs> it was a different result. You know, I think that really what you have to do is just look at what Summer League is. Summer League is brand-new draftees, right, guys that just coming into the league and guys that are trying to make it onto the roster just for training camp purposes. That's usually how Summer League is built around, and you have a lot of those guys. And, and some of the guys are able to stick and make, but it's not like you can't judge what somebody's going to do in the league by what they do in Summer League. There's no way you can do that. But what you can do is look at some of the intangibles or some right. of the skill sets that somebody has, like the Chet Holmgren, since we're talking about him in particular. Yeah, please, give me, your, think,
7: give me your scouting report on him.
8: Okay, I, I think what, what's going to translate, I think what's going to translate is rim protection. I think you can't teach timing at the rim. You can't teach height, right? He has the length, he has the timing, and he has the ability to block shots and be a rim protector, not only on the ball, but being an off-ball rim protector. I think that's going to translate. Now, is that going to translate to six blocks a night? Hell no. You know what I mean? Right, you know, so let's right, not go crazy about that. But if he could give you two blocks, you know, or, you know, give you three blocks one night, four blocks the next night, maybe one block, what, but regardless, he's still there. And that threat of somebody, of you knowing that he's there is always in the back of your mind when you're attacking the rim. Now, on the offensive end, he definitely has to develop his body. He can shoot from afar. He can shoot uh from, from range. And to me, I look at it like this. The league is not the same. I, I just thought about it like thinking like, okay, what if he had to go against Alonzo Mourning? Because that's who he'd had to go against. What if he had to go against a Patrick Ewing? Because they would have pounded him. wanna right. Shaq, uh, Kevin Garnett, But this ain't that league. So I think he's going to be all right. He'll find his way. Um, it might take some time to understand the angles that he'll have to use because it's not going to be the same as playing in um, the, the West Coast Conference. Or even just playing in in, in any other uh, form of basketball that he's been playing, it'll be the highest level that he's ever played in. But I think he'll be fine. I think his offense will definitely catch up to the defense that he can bring uh, to to a team right away.
1: Yeah, Andy, I, nice. I think he's gonna be a star. I do like I, like I like the things you said. Like he's he can legitimate shooter. Uh, nice, ha- really good handle. I mean, for a seven-footer, it's a great handle. I think. Um, I think he'll be able to block shots, like you said. He's going to get, you know, bullied a little bit at times, but I do think, you know, his shot blocking ability is going to translate. So I-, I like the kid a lot. Um, I think he'll he'll be a star. But let's let's go to uh, the net situation. And there's a lot of talk now, including things I've talked to some people around the league. Where I could see now the Nets just keeping KD and Kyrie. uh,
7: That they're not going to be able to get enough of a deal, right?
1: Because some, you know, a lot of guys can't be traded to them as long as they have Ben Simmons on the team because of the designated rookie provision. Um, And then, you know, there are teams that, uh, the good teams that Durant wants to go to, they don't want to break up their core because Durant wants them to keep their core together. So they can compete when he's there for a championship. So I think best situation for him is to stay in Brooklyn.
8: Uh, You know, it's like this. It's it's almost like if you break up with your girlfriend, right, and then she comes back and you you take her back, but you broke up with her. How is that relationship ever the same? It's just I want to know. How is that the same? I just don't feel like nobody's heart is in it. The Brooklyn Nets' heart wouldn't yep. be in it. I don't think that the KD's heart would be in it. I know Kyrie's heart ain't been in it. So from that point moving forward, it's like, what are you really doing? Are you just letting the, the days of the uh, – the hours of the uh, day go by? Or are you just letting days go by? You know, I mean, to well, me, remember I remember, like Kobe, Kobe it,
1: asked for a trade
8: from the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, Kobe asked for a trade, but back. you know what? It, I think those are different circumstances. I think it was totally different circumstances than it was what this is right here. They have gave everything to Kevin Durant and to Kyrie Irving. They have bent over backwards to make yep. these guys happy. And they still find a way to say, hey, I'm not happy here. I'm not, you're not doing enough for me. And, again, I, I'm going to go back to this, Chris and Rob, is, is I believe during this collective bargaining agreement, this new one, it's situations like this and other. It's a handful of guys that have messed it up for everybody right. that has paved the way for these for, for these players to have this yep. power, you know? And Speak I think on it, Eddie. Happen, Speak on it. I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to really draw a hard line in the sand, and it's going to be no negotiation. Like It's like this is going to happen, and what's, what we're going to see is happening. I'm, I'm pretty— I'm saying like this. I don't, I'm not not sure'' anything like that, but I think the rules of what the owners are going to be asking for is going to force a lockout. I think the players yeah, are going to be agree. like, we ain't agreeing to that. And then they're going to see that the owners are budging because a lot of these owners aren't like the owners of old where this was what they done. These are hobbies what a lot of these owners are doing. They make their money in other places. So to take that little money hit in their mind, I'll take that hit until we get what we actually want. So I think that it's it's a very slippery slope that these players are playing with and they don't understand exactly what happened. And I don't want to sound like the old grouchy man or nothing, because that's not what it is. It's just the reality of of the fact is that they are ruining what can happen for the players that come behind them, and they just don't see it.
1: Rob and I agree with you, and we've always been. We agree with you 100%. Yeah, uh, been on the player side. I was talking to an executive today. Eddie from a team, he told me, and this is actually he because he said, look, you don't want to destroy the players because you know, you want to win win, but the owners are gonna have to get this thing under control. You know what he proposed? You know how you have trade kickers? So, like, yeah. if if like let's say Kevin Durant, he's got the four year deal with the Nets and he wants to stay, you know, let's assume he will want to stay with the Nets. But if they trade him to another team, he gets more money. Because they traded him, right? That's the trade kicker, 15% more money. He proposed that they do a trade kicker the other way as well. So if you are a player and you're under four years contract with a team and mm-hmm. you ask to be traded, there's a 15% trade kicker, or whatever percentage you want to make it, trade kicker, where you actually have to, like, you lose some of your money and it goes wow. to the team in the form of cap space that they can take back more in the trade and, you know, things like that. So I actually think that's a good idea.
8: Uh, it it sounds good. Players ain't going to go for it. No, it's like, they'll have to be beaten yeah, in the submission players to take like, it. Right. That's I what agree. I'm saying. It's going to be a hard line in the sand. And in the middle of that line, how deep is it going to get? That's the question. Because how, how hard and how deep is that line going to be to where it's going to cause a divide between the players – And the owners, because I think it it has actually been like moving in a good direction for players and owners. And I think everybody's been happy, except what has been transpiring here these last few years with just a few players, you know, um, not living up to their contract. And that's really what it's about. I mean, we've seen it back when guys were signing these long term deals and getting the max deals. Right. And they were like saying like, man at the end or in the middle of their deal, they weren't really performing. So what did they do? They start cutting down on the maximum years that you would have when you sign a max. Right. Then they started cutting. So everything started getting cut. You remember you there, there used to be a max
1: contract. Yes.
7: There used to be 10-year right. yeah. contracts. Yep. You remember that? Right. I mean, yep. like right. guys would exactly. sign and, those.
8: And it went from 10 and it went to 5 and 6 and 7. Then it, went, it yep. got shorter. It keeps getting shorter, and that's because of – You know, you have to find a way to live up to that contract because it's not you're not just playing for yourself right now. This is a real fraternity, right? It's only a few people to ever in the grace this planet that has done it. So you have to really realize what you're doing. You have to set it up for the people that's coming behind you that could be a part of this.
7: Let me ask you one last thing. Uh, about Westbrook, and, you know, obviously he's not – he knows what's going on, and there's talk that LeBron is desperate to get Kyrie, and the Lakers are the only team really interested in trying to get Kyrie. If you're Westbrook, how messed up are you now? You know what I mean? Like, they had Darvin Ham give you the – read the Bible verses and tell you how much they love Westbrook and he's going to make it work. And as soon as Kyrie became available, it's like, let's get rid of Westbrook and try to make this happen. Is Westbrook messed up over this?
8: I don't think so at all because he look at the things like, I'm about to get $47 million. I ain't even tripping at the end of the day. He's, you know, it doesn't matter what – he can like it's, it. It doesn't matter, you know. It, it to me, I feel like he he's the type of player that's like, hey, I'm going to go out here and play like this anyway. I'm about to go do what I do, whatever got me to this point. I'm making 47 million because of how I play and how I came out and gave my all to this game. So. I don't expect it to uh to mess with him at, at all. You know, it's and if he did get traded, I think he would respect the fact that it is business and that's how business goes. So But that would be, be uh, five
7: teams in five years. How shocking is that for a former MVP?
8: Well, you know what? That ain't that don't sound cool, but a lot of players go five teams in five years and maybe more and, and less, you know, so at the end of the day. As long as you're still able to be in the league, you're still cash in the check, and you have the opportunity to play the game that you love, that you did for free, and you're getting paid for it, I think everybody should just, you know, at that point, just, you know, that's when you take, the, you, you take a slice of humble pie and, and, and bite it.
1: I think, Eddie, it's a really good chance that this is Westbrook's last season.
8: Oh, I don't know about Cause, that because he still got. I, I see I still think he got basketball in the tank. It ain't like he, he just fell off the face of the earth. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like, it's not like I, that. I I agree, but I'm just saying
1: he don't you. He's a unique player, right? Like it kind of has to be built around him, and I, it's kind of like Iverson. I think Iverson could have had several more years as like a Jamal Crawford type player off the bench, but you know he wasn't willing to do that, and I I just think some guys. They play the way they play, and they're not going to – I can't see Westbrook playing five years from now coming off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I see him – I could see him uh, – I, I just don't see a lot of teams being interested in in him after next season because you have to build well, tell, everything around him.
8: Chris, I'll tell you this. This is the thing. You got to think about what teams is out there, right? If a team ain't putting nobody in the stands, no asses in the seats, they need to figure That's out a fair. way – you bring Russell Westbrook in, and don't matter how he play, you don't care, he's a draw. He's going to always be a draw because of who he is and what he represents as far as what he's done in this league. I don't think that in the next year he'll be done. I think that he has two to three, three solid more years, what I'm saying, like solid more years where if you're an organization, you can say, hey, bring him in. He can still give you some triple-double type performances, here and there, and that's all you're really looking for as you're transitioning into something else to try to build your franchise in another direction.
1: All right, that's our man Eddie House. We appreciate the knowledge, brother. Always, man. Y'all be cool. Yep. Shop Talk is next. Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Prudential knows that no community is a monolith. And we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation... Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning these dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at gamebridge.io. All right, it's the I couple, Chris and Rob, and it is time for Shop Talk.
8: Ain't nobody exempt in the shop, You know that. Ain't nobody exempt. Yeah. You can talk about whoever and whatever, whenever you want to in the shop.
6: Now, it's Shop Talk.
4: That's right. It is Shop Talk here on The Odd Couple, the segment where we discuss something that been outside of the world of sports. And this week's topic came to us on 4th of July. Not only was it a day to celebrate our independence, it was the day to celebrate the greatest athlete on the planet, none other than Joey Jaws Chestnut, oh, who won his oh, 15th. Nathan's hot dog eating championship easily the most, the winningest athlete currently living on this great planet. And it got me thinking guys, here's the question is very straightforward. Should Joey Chestnut be viewed as an athlete, Rob Parker?
7: No way. No, how he should be looked at as a glutton. As someone who wastes good hot dogs with wet buns and water, that's not eating. Where's the ketchup, the mustard, the red onions, the relish? He wets the, bones, the buns. The the structure. Yes. Chris, I, when I see him waste those hot dogs uh, and just force them into his mouth, how gross. He can't, he can't even taste the
1: dogs. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. Look, I I agree with you. I mean, you're passionate about this. Clearly, um, he's not. I an athlete. own the hot dog, I mean, dog restaurant. <laughs> like there, there is no way this guy is an athlete. I salute him for what he does, but no. I mean, in what way? In what world is this guy an athlete? I mean, it's a competition. Every competition isn't about sports. Are chess players athletes? I mean, no. So, Rob G., what, what? You think he's an
4: athlete? Absolutely. Two reasons. Oh, number what? one, it's on ESPN every year, the Entertainment so, and Sports that does not Programming it Network. it's the entertainment nope. part. You know what? That's my pick. Number one. Number two, if Tiger Woods and Jimmy Johnson, golfers and race car drivers, are considered athletes, then Joey Chestnut is an athlete. And by default, no, this, he is but, one of the greatest athletes in, in uh, history. Oh, By wetting a you hot dog bun, and, I, do, and, believe and, and, and believe I do believe it. The, it oh, oh, do you don't believe it. I do believe it. It is harder to eat fifteen or seventy hot Just dogs in ten minutes than it is to make a thousand sport. left turns on NASCAR. Doesn't mean
1: it's a sport. Is NASCAR, NASCAR a, a sport? An hour.
4: Is NASCAR a sport?
1: Rob G, are yeah. you serious? Oh, He's I, an athlete. I think what I, training did he do? A year. You obviously have never watched
4: a documentary on competitive eating, Rob Parker.
1: I've argued for years that. I think golf is a game, not a sport, personally, because there's no like in what other sport can a 70 year old who's not athletic be better than a 30 year old world class athlete? Sounds like you're talking about Tom
4: Brady. Let's get to the biggest sports fan out here.
1: Uh Oh, DJ
4: Alex. Alex?
2: So, guys, a uh, quick question. What defines something as a sport? What do you need to be a sport?
1: I would say, uh, some some type of uh, requirement you say for competition? athleticism. Would you say
2: competitiveness, Com- yeah, championship but not training, just
1: competition? A chess is not a sport. Right.
2: I would say if but this, but you're also
1: doing something. Well, I think a, you need some level of athletic uh, ability.
2: This is hands down a sport. He is one of the greatest athletes we've seen. Stop
1: it. That's right. Stop it. Oh. I know you sick. don't believe that being a vegan a or the salsa. former vegan that you were. <laughs>
4: I don't know what that means.
3: It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in
5: March and ex.